We're talking about the fall of Babylon. This, and, and, and like I shared last week, we were talking about Babylon's rebirth. And, you know, the, 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 it's interesting when you talk with folks who've studied this. Patrick and I were talking today, and I, I speculated with this last week, about whether Babylon is actually going to be a real city. Is it actually going to be a city that, that rises up? And it very well could be. We read literally. As, if you can take it literal, you should take it literal. So we, we, we have to look at that and think there's every reason to believe Babylon could actually rise again and be a physical, actual city that's there. But it's also very realistic to understand that when Babylon is talked about, that it is this financial controlling world system. And everything that's being talked about there is the marketing, all of that control. And when you talk about an hour, the city fell. Babylon, we talked about its destruction, falls in an hour's time. Think about a financial market, how that can happen that quick. With, with globally, it can just but boom, that quick, everything. Money is gone. People's retirements are gone. Their savings are gone. All the, everything they've had is gone. Entire countries are bankrupt instantly. So I, I don't know one way or the other. I wouldn't die on a sword either way because it's Babylon either way, and it's going to be destroyed. So why was it going to be destroyed? We, we got into that. So last week we looked at because of the iniquity of Babylon, talking about the demonic presence that's there and that will exponentially grow in, in, the, in the time of the tribulation. Then we talked about she'll be destroyed because of her influence. We talked about, you know, Vegas and what's done in Vegas, what's said in Vegas or what's done in Vegas stays in Vegas, that mentality. This, it's celebrating sin. And you can imagine if Babylon, that nation that says all the nations have drunk of the wine of, her, of the wrath of her fornication... There's just the iniquity and the influence in that city. And we see today how that is celebrated. We see the celebration of sin, how it is just, it's amazing to me, and it's, it should not be, but it amazes me how Christians are so vilified about how bad we are and all this. But it, it's because our life points to their sin. Our life convicts when we live our lives right. Uh, it's why it frustrates me when I hear some vile Hollywood star that just lives a filthy life but says something about God and all of a sudden everybody wants to talk about that Christian. Oh, he's a Christian. He's a Christian. Well, if he's a Christian, he's a poor excuse for a Christian and he's a poor example for a Christian and may, most people aren't going to be going, I need to get saved. I need to get my life right because I look at that person's life and man, they've got it together. No, they're living like, excuse me, they're living like hell and then professing to be a Christian. No, folks, we need to live pure lives. We need to live pure lives. And when we do that, we, 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 the, the world's convicted by that. They're, they're convicted when we live our lives for Christ. And you can be as humble, you can be as, you, you don't have to be one of these screaming and hollering and, and judging everybody types of Christians. You can, you can be the most humble Christian and boy, they can't stand you. And they shouldn't like us. We shouldn't, want, we shouldn't be, think that's strange that the world doesn't like us because they hated Christ. And if we're like Him, they're going to hate Him. Why would they love us? If we're little Christ, if we're in His image, why would they love us? Why would the world love us? It doesn't. The world hates us. 
and, and embraces this wickedness. Now, continuing on, Babylon will be destroyed because of her infidelity. Revelation 20, if you were looking, if you were there in Revelation 18 is where we're at in these passages. So Revelation 18, 5 says, For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Now, that word reached, it gives the idea of being glued together or welded together. So it gives you this idea of, of for her sins have reached to heaven. So they're there. They have reached to heaven. Not, Babylon's not getting away with anything. But there's also this idea that the sins of the past and the sins of the present are welded together. They're, they're, they're stacking together uh, against Babylon. All the things for all of time since Babylon began are, 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 are going against Babylon. And today, you know, back then they built the Tower of Babel, and it was a sinful thing. It was a, it was a glory, glorifying of self thing. They wanted to make a name for themselves. It wasn't to glorify. It was in rebellion to God. All of that. It's the same today. This Babylon will stack up bricks of sin on top of each other and will build that city as a city of sin. And then Babylon will be destroyed because of her insolence. Verse uh, 7 there in chapter 18 says, In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. There's a, there's a, there's a glorying of Babylon, but Babylon glories in its debauchery, in its occultism, in its ruthlessness. It glories in those things. It's not apologetic for those things. Doesn't try to hide those things. The sin in that city is glorified, and they relish it. That, that Babylon relishes all of that. So it will pridefully believe that because of its power and position, it is it is unsinkable. Much like the builders of the Titanic. And, and we know the end of that story, right? You know, what was it they said that God himself couldn't sink this ship? I think, I, I don't know, if, if I heard that today, I'd have, honestly, I would have a hard time getting on a ship that someone had said that about. If publicly, in the papers, I think, I think I would have a hard time with that. Uh, because that's not something you want to say to God. And Babylon's got the, kind of got the same attitude because of their power and, and their size. And, and, and you know what? No, nothing's going to bring us down. God himself couldn't touch Babylon. And we know the outcome of what's going to happen there. Proverbs 16, 8, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Babylon will also be destroyed also because of her inhumanity. Verse 13 there says, And cinnamon and incense, uh, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and bodies and souls of men. You would think the author would have put those things first. That's the, but it's almost like we're going to build a case of all the things, all of this stuff that's listed there that they merchandise in. And at the end here, the Holy Spirit tells the author, now, add this. And the bodies and the souls of men, they'll trade. Babylon is going to trade and profit on, on this, this sex trafficking. Um, it'll become the worldwide hub of sex tra trafficking, abducting thousands of men and women and being forced, forcing them into prostitution. Um, and we'll, we'll, we know that in this tribulation time, and I'd say that it's already today, 
that the world disdains the image uh, or the idea that man is created in the image of God. The world hates that. You, you, you wonder, how can someone kill a baby? Again, folks, who do we battle? What do we battle? Is this battle really a battle of flesh and blood? It's a spiritual battle. This is spiritual warfare. Satan, I, I, I've struggled with this for years. And I, going back, probably, I've been 7, 8, 10, 13. I'm probably going back 15 years, I've struggled with abortion. And how, does, how do you reconcile this? Because I, I, I do not believe, I do not believe, and uh, I'm not even open for debate on it. Um, I do not believe that, that children, I don't believe they're innocent because of, because of sin, original sin. But I do not believe that unborn children that are, that are dying in the womb, that are aborted, go to hell. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I believe they go to heaven. And so the struggle I've had with this is, where does that come from? You know, if, if, they're, if they're born and they live to an age of coming to understanding of their faith, uh, the, the, that age of accountability, coming to that, that age where they understand right and wrong, 90% of them or more today, they're going to go to hell. That's the statistics. So why is Satan, why would Satan... And I've talked with, a, you know, years ago I talked with a couple of preachers and they oh, I still believe, you know, Satan's behind it, Satan's behind it. But they couldn't really voice, you know, why. Now, I, I believe this. I believe it's twofold. I now understand. I think I understand better. Here's the deal. We bear the image of God. We were created in the image and the likeness of God. Satan doesn't care where we're going. He wants to kill and to steal and destroy I don't know if he even thinks about whether you're going to get to hell or not. Maybe he does, but he just he wants to destroy you. He wants to, he wants to do whatever he can. And if he can destroy the image of the Creator, because we bear that image. So I think Satan is behind it, ultimately. But here's the other thing. Man's wicked, dark, demented, evil heart. Satan didn't have to tell Cain to pick up the rock and, and strike down Abel. His, his own wicked soul, at that point, with the sin nature within him. He, he's, he's, he's the first child born of sin, right? Adam and Eve fall into sin. They, there's sin on them. They pass sin on to Cain. First one, oldest, the first child born is a murderer. Didn't take long to get there, did it? So we, look, we, we can do a lot of things to protect ourselves because I don't like it that way. I don't want, I'm not ready for a kid or this is inconvenient or I don't have the money or I want to go to school. It, it's all the excuses, all the, the feeble excuses that are, that are really, 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 really weak, but they're all selfish. It's all selfish. And the fact is, eh. Make those decisions, make your choice before you do what causes a baby. You've got a choice. So there's a time where humans will be viewed as nothing more than animals to be bought, sold, used, and discarded at will. We're there. That's going on today. 
And, and, and I'm, I'm so sick of, uh, I'm not going to say the word, but there were some theories going around back before the elections a year, not a year plus ago and all the conspiracy theories and stuff. I, I don't know what all they were talking about and I don't know all that, but I, 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 know, I know some of what they were talking about. When you start talking about people being abducted and children and the sex rings and the child, uh, child pornography and the, and the child trafficking, the human trafficking period, don't tell me that ain't happening. There's things going on all the time where they're finding 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 kids at a time that are enslaved and being human trafficked for someone else's profit. How can you do that to a human being? Mm. That's where we're going. That's this system, folks. This Babylonian system that exists today that's just going to rear its head even bigger in the, in the tribulation. But that, that system is here today. That sinful nature is here today in man. So this low view of human life will also, uh, will also be seen in the slaughter of God's people. Verse 24 there in chapter 18 says, And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints, and of all who were slain on the earth. Uh, Revelation 17, 6 says, I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. In the tribulation, Babylon will execute God's prophets and all who refuse, to, to, to refuse the mark of the beast. Um, you think there's pushback on getting a, a shot? You try, you try rejecting the mark. And I'm not sure what the mark's going to be. But at that time, a whole lot of people are going to think it just makes sense. It just makes sense. You should do it. Why would you not do it? Now, now you know, if you just get it, then you can go and shop all you want. You, got, you can have freedom to, to leave your house. And, and, if you, and if you take the mark, then you can have a job. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to be said. And so we see some similarities now. Understand, I'm not saying that the shot is the mark. I'm not saying that at all because I don't believe it is. But I believe it's preparing people for, for an acceptance of things that, I, I mean, you go back to World War II and, and they're, they're hurt, hurting people up onto trains, telling them it's for their safety, it's for their good. And the whole time taking them off to be executed. It, it's coming. Preacher, where do you get these crazy ideas? Hmm, it's just a book I read. Just a book I read. In that day, to simply be a believer and hold to moral purity and, and, and your Christian beliefs will be enough to warrant execution. And we... I, I, I'm, I've been amazed at how much our country has changed in a year. So people think, well, it can never happen. I, I, you know, this thought of people being taken out of their homes and, and executed right there in the street, I, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a big leap. There are people right now who are so fanatical, it is a religion. They have turned this whole COVID thing into a religion. They've got their prophets, you know, Prophet Fauci and some others. They have prophets and, and I'm... Again, I'm not being political. I, I wouldn't care if he voted Republican. 
what, what the things that are going on. People worship every word that comes out of his mouth. And they don't care that he says today's Monday, but, but, but in 10 minutes he's going to say today's Thursday. And that doesn't bother them, in, you know, integrity-wise, that he can't, he can't be consistent. They have their prophets. They have their convictions. And it's the same mob, it's the same group that worships Mother Earth. And there's too many people on earth, so we need to kill off people so that, you know, when, when I was living in Georgia, we had a drought. Uh, probably 12, 13 years ago, it was right before we went to, went to Indiana, so whatever year that was, 08, Gina, end of 08, start, start of 09. So in the end of 08, huge drought, huge, huge drought in Georgia. Lake Lanier, if any of you are familiar with Lake Lanier, was about 20 feet below full pool, which is low. The, the, the scientists and all them in the know said that, said that it would take probably 10 years for Lake Lanier to fill up. Some of the politicians, they went to the Capitol or praying. and I mean, they're just praying. And, and here's what was being said. We can't release water. Uh, we, we, we have to release water out of there. And Atlanta was going to have to dry up because there's, a, there's a, 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 a mussel or something down here in the Suwannee River down where, where the, the river that comes out of, uh, maybe it's, I don't know if it's the Broad River or Chattahoochee River, whatever it is, that, that ran out. And it exited there near the Gulf, but there was a mussel there that had to have that fresh water coming in. Or the mussel, didn't matter that there's multi, multiple millions of people in the greater Atlanta area that weren't going to have water. That didn't matter. That's the kind of nonsensical uh, thing that's coming. That's what we see. We see it today, people. And that's the stuff that's coming more so, exponentially more. And we just think there's some crazy things happening now. It's going to be more and more and more. Okay. All right, the reality then. We've talked about the, the, the reasons for the destruction of Babylon. Let's look at the reality of Babylon's destruction. Uh, Revelation 18.8 says... Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will, utterly, uh, she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Verse 21, Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus, the violent, uh, thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. Now, we, we think we know what anymore means. That kind of means that's not going to be found again. But it, it, it means anymore, but it means this. Not at all. Never again. Okay, so let's read the judgment here. What the reality of the destruction of Babylon. Verse 22. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. Or... Never again. Now, when I read that, I, I think of the arts and the entertainment industry. That's what I think of when I read that. Flutists, musicians, harpists. And that's kind of what I was thinking about was the, the arts, the fine arts, music industry, entertainment industry, that kind of stuff. It shall not be heard in, the, in Babylon anymore. No craftsman of any craft. And I thought about that. Maybe you have another idea, but skilled labor. Maybe, maybe high-tech industry. Uh, things like that, that skilled labor. No craftsman or any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone, 
Well, what's a millstone? That's industry. That's, that's labor. That's work. Just the general everyday work that goes on. The labor, the manufacturing, the industry shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp. Well, power, electricity shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bridegroom and bride. Normal life. Just our everyday things that we do in life, the living of life, shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for, and, uh, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. So when God pronounces judgment on Babylon, it will be swift, it will be thorough, and it will be final. And in one hour, all activity in the city will come to a crashing halt. They will cease to exist, and Babylon will be no more. And the, the world's financial systems and global markets will come crashing down. Banks and businesses will collapse. Worldwide currencies and stocks will become worthless. Savings will evaporate and jobs will disappear. And this will be the greatest global disaster ever. Sounds like a nuclear bomb Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole financial system. Yeah. That word sorcery uh, in Greek is pharmakia. Pharmakia. Yeah, and we're, boy, aren't we seeing that today? That's a, that's a, I appreciate you mentioning that because that, that word pharmakia, which is pharmacology, pharmaceuticals, all that's where we get that, pharmacy. And so look at what's going on. You, you, you go back, uh, what, 40 years puts us in the early 80s, so go back 50, go back 50 years. What did the hippies fight against in 50 years ago? Big, big, big government... Uh, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies. What are what are the what is that group who would equate to that group fifty years ago? What, who are they fighting for today? They're fighting for pharmacia. They're fighting for Pfizer. And and they trust Pfizer. They tr- Sorry, folks. If you had the shot, that's I, I I've told you I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. I'm just not, I don't trust a whole lot of people that are trying to make a whole lot of money. I just don't trust them. Does that make sense? If, you, if you're trying to make money off me and you create the hysteria and you create the solution that financially benefits you, I, I don't know. Call me a little skeptical. Skeptical. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting that the, 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 the that, that, that is so prevalent in the end times, the pharmacy. And look at the pills. People are, uh, my cholesterol, all right, so I just had my physical. Uh, everything, everything is perfect except my cholesterol is uh, 238, which is like on the low end of high, I think, right? Somebody tell me. Please tell me I'm not going to have a stroke in 10 minutes. I think it's on the low side of high. So 200 is where they want you. So it was about 207 or 210, something like that last year. So it's about 230, 235 this year. So it's going up a little bit. Um, I don't think it's enough that the doctor would even suggest. I haven't been back yet, but I don't think he would even suggest medicine. But I ain't taking it. Eat more oatmeal. I, I'm going to eat more. Does that work? If it works, I'll eat more oatmeal. And Cheerios. That's supposed to be good for cholesterol. Not Cheerios? Oatmeal. I like oatmeal. All right. This has helped me. This helps me. Old-fashioned. I'm going to do it then because I'm not taking any pills because then I'll have to take more pills to upset the pills I already took. Right, whatever. So, 
Okay, we're, here's what we're going to do because we're not going to get done. Let's, let's stop right there, okay? That gives me a good stop in place because I want to get to a time of prayer tonight. So there's some... Well, you have the prayer list, all right? Um, what do you have in the way of prayer requests and prayer?